This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 112, Five Artsy Idioms for Museum Questions on the Speaking Test. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's episode, you'll get five idioms to use when you answer questions about art and museums in the IELTS speaking test. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? Hey, Lindsay, I am doing very well. Very well, <laughs> staying cool. How good. are you? I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I am good here in my home office, feeling good and ready to talk about art and museums and good stuff like that. Are you yes. a museum goer, Jessica? I, lo- I love going to museums. And that is, I mean, I'm sure our listeners can tell how much I love the city of Portland. I love living here. It's an awesome, awesome place to be. Um, but one thing that it sort of, that's lacking, uh, is museums, uh-huh. honestly. Oh, no. Yeah. Because yeah. usually, I would like, imagine, the first yeah. thing I do when I go to a new city or a new place, you know, when you're traveling, I always go to the museums. I love exploring the museums. Oh, okay. That's cool. I could imagine, like, a graffiti museum in Portland. I feel like that would be very cool. I know, there. right? Like, there are, it, like, there is a Portland Art Museum, which is quite nice, but it's very small. Um, yeah. and, but, but it is, be- it is beautiful, but it's small. Um, and there's, you know, like, the other types of museums are amazing. Like, the Science Museum is oh, incredible. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Just all these interactive exhibits. It's cool for kids and adults. Oh. Oh, yeah. Super cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then Super the Children's cool. Museum is amazing. I can't imagine having that when I was a kid. I would have been like the happiest kid ever. So like there are, I think like what you're like the alternative sort of museums, not art museums that we think of, yeah. but other kinds. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot here. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when I was living in New York, I used to go to a lot of museums, you know, all oh, the I time bet. I could oh. get into the, there were certain days like Fridays or Thursdays that certain museums were, were free or donation only. But yeah. now in Boston, I don't do a whole lot of museum going, to be honest. Like, I like to go outside and ride my bike and yeah. go hiking and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah are there like, okay. are there good museums in Boston? There must be. There are. Yeah, we have a couple of museums here that are kind of kind of 
well known, but okay. um, yeah, I haven't spent much time with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that gives you something in common with a lot of the students that take IELTS because when this question comes up, like, um, tell me about the last museum you went to, or do you enjoy going to museums? Would you like oh, to boy. work in a museum? What kind of museum is most interesting to you? Like, these are questions you might hear in part one. Even part oh. two might ask you to describe a museum you've been to. Part three could ask you about the value to your culture of museums, if they oh, should be goodness. free. If I mean, this topic comes up. I've seen readings about museums. So really? guys, this Ooh. isn't a topic just to ignore because it's yeah. not, you know, I don't know, something you hear is common. Trust me, you could see it on any part of the test. So yes. that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah, yeah. Guys, don't just prepare with the topics that look easy or look exactly. approachable. You got to dig into the topics that are harder that maybe you don't have as much personal experience with because that's where your weaknesses might be. Exactly. Exactly. So this is something that I think is fun to prepare for. Go to a museum. It's simple as that. Go to a museum so you have <laughs> something to talk about. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Because I think, I think examiners are going to perhaps judge you negatively if they say, um, do you enjoy going to museums? And you say, I never went to a museum. <laughs> like that sounds really bad. Yeah. And we've talked in the past, Jessica, about how, of course, this exam is as objective as, as possible, but right. you are talking to a human being. Exactly. And anytime you're talking to a person, there's going to be some subjectivity in there, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, guys, don't, uh, or like if, if, uh, the examiner is like, so where do you enjoy reading? And you're like, I hate books. Like that's, yeah. that is also terrible. So even if you're not a person who enjoys reading or enjoys going to museums, at least prepare something to talk about, read a book, yes. go to a museum. Yes. <laughs> and it'll enrich your life, not just for IELTS, but it'll, exactly. you know, maybe, who knows, maybe you'll find a new love of art. You'll awaken something in your own heart and you'll realize that, you know, that you love museums. I mean, right. who knows? There are some amazing works of art out there. Yeah. That I mean, we should just stuff. eat up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're in a major city, there's going to be an exhibit of some, you know, famous artists like right now that you can go mm. see. Um, and you don't have to go to art museums. You can go to a science museum. You could go, I mean, in um, in Portland, we also have a, the 24-hour Elvis Museum, which oh, is cool. Yeah, which is like super weird and awesome. But, you know, find something funky. Find something quirky that is more interesting to you. It's still a museum. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if you're in New York or a big city, probably I would guess it's the case with Berlin or other big cities. Mm -hmm. Often if you go outside of the center, you'll get more quirky types of yeah. parties slash art museums where they have the party at the museum. Yeah. And it's very fun. You know, doing that Super kind of thing cool. is a little bit out of the mainstream where you won't encounter so many tourists and you'll really get the local flavor. Yeah, totally. To yeah, go party at a museum. That sounds awesome. I've never <laughs> been to a party at a museum. That would be amazing. Um, okay, so Lindsay and I prepared a list of five idioms that you guys could use when talking mm -hmm. about art and museums. Um, Absolutely. I'll share the first one because it's. I think this okay. is the most common. So um, mm -hmm. a work of art, a work of art could, is, is anything that is a piece of art. Okay, yes. so could be a painting, a statue, a, a sculpture, a photograph, a book, a poem. Anything that is a piece of art 
it, you could call a work of art. And I think that's a very interesting phrase to use on the test, a work of art. Yeah, it could be very broad. Also, music could also be oh, considered a work of art, right? Yeah, a yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, if you think it's art, <laughs> it's <That's> art. Right. <laughs> art is very much, you, oh, that brings us to our next idiom, actually. Ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do that one, yeah. Lindsay? Okay, I'm ready. Here it is, guys. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I love that Oh, one. this is a great idiom. What do we mean when we say the eye of the beholder? It means, yeah, so your opinion is never wrong, okay? If you think something yeah. is beautiful, it's beautiful. I mean, it's right. Like the I've person been tra- who's looking at it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, like I've been trying to convince my, my son of this lately. Like if you, if you like something, mm. that is, that's fine. You, you just because like your that. friend doesn't like it doesn't mean you don't have to like it. That's an important <laughs> message for kids. That's yeah. really important. Yeah, I Not like that. Following like that, that peer pressure. So guys, if you think something is beautiful, um, even if it is sad, even if it is dark or funny or there's something about it that you find beautiful, it doesn't have to be like a model. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you think it's beautiful, it's beautiful. So you could definitely work this into an IELTS answer. Um, your opinion about something you like looking at or clothes you like or uh, music you like. Beauty is in the mm-hmm. eye of the beholder. So if you like it and other people don't, especially, this would be a good <laughs> idiom. If you're ready to take your IELTS prep to the next level, get our seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N and download our checklist for free. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash seven. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay to be unique and just celebrate that when you're talking about your life. I mean, add, throw in these idioms, guys. Again, the reason we're talking about idioms today is because get the way to get that seven on your vocabulary score is to throw in as many phrasal verbs and idioms that you possibly can. Right, Jessica? Exactly. Exactly. If you throw in one or two of these, um, yeah. you know, throw one in in part one right away and the examiner is already thinking like, oh, like I'm going to have to consider a seven for this person. I have to listen to them more carefully you know right 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 there's something more there yeah yeah yeah. so like impress them right away um and Mm. then especially try and throw in an idiom or you know a more advanced more interesting phrase in part three so that's how you finish the exam you leave the examiner impressed Mm. And another thing that we want to do on this IELTS speaking test is paint a picture <laughs> with words. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. You know, very descriptive language when we try to get our point across to the examiner, right, Jessica? Exactly, exactly. So using adjectives, using adverbs, and most importantly, being specific. Okay, yes. like be very, very direct and specific. That's how we communicate in English. And that's how we <laughs> what we listen for on the exam. So you could use this when you're talking about books, poems, any newspapers, anything that you read. And, you know, all of those things come up on the speaking test um, and the writing exam, for that matter. You could use this idiom. So if the writer can um, create an, an image for you, like you know exactly what they are saying with their words. You can you yeah. can see it in your mind because their description mm-hmm. is so clear. You say, they paint a picture with words. I love that. Yeah, that's what a good writer can do. Absolutely. I remember reading the book uh, Wild, right? I think we may have talked yeah. about this on this show. I'm not sure, but 
But I think she does a really good job, Cheryl, right? Strayed. Mm -hmm. She does a really good job of painting a picture with words by making you feel like you're there on the Pacific Crest Trail, like hiking with her. She's such a great writer. Yeah. And she lives in Portland. No, I still, I still haven't read that book, but I need to. Um, okay. And then the next one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next idiom is more directly about museums and artwork. Um, a picture is worth a thousand words, but you can Mm. also use this to, um, if you're talking about picture, like photographs that you've taken, because that also comes up in, in speaking part one. Um, a picture is worth a thousand words. So there's, there's a lot that you could show in a picture that you can't get across with just words, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. A picture is worth a thousand words. And I just want to remind our listeners on the other podcast, on the All Ears English podcast, we go into some depth about how to be specific when it comes to describing uh, personality, which is a different topic. But what you said today, Jessica, is important. You must be specific on the IELTS exam. Mm-hmm. So guys, yeah. if you want to get some other episodes when it comes to being specific, describing a person, a personality, a person's integrity, go over to the main podcast and check out those episodes. But the key is to be as specific as you can. Yeah, you really... and. I- I mean, we've talked about the cultural differences before in communication. Um, and I like to tell my students that in, in English, not just on IELTS, but in English, especially American English, we are very direct, you know, oh, yeah. like we mm-hmm. get, we want to get to the point right away and <laughs> yeah. then talk about it, you know, like right. just, and that's something you have to do on the test. In fact, that is part of what gets you a better grade. If you get across strong opinions immediately and support them with specific examples, that's in speaking and writing, that's going to push you up grade wise. I like that. I like that. Do we have one more super cool idiom that we can share with our listeners today, Jessica? Yeah. So <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> the idea of the starving artist, the starving oh, artist. What, what does that mean? How would you use that? <laughs> I mean, this is the concept where you talk about how, you know, a lot of times, right, artists don't make a lot of money. I have a yeah. great example of a friend of a friend of mine started out as a star- starving artist in New York, and now he's actually charging like 10 grand per uh, painting. It's oh incredible God. how he was. We did an episode on him actually cool. on the other podcast last December, but he was a star- starving artist, literally a starving artist, um, and he wasn't making much money, but he was following his dream and using his skills and talents. So this is, yeah, this is the idea, guys, where like if you if you follow what you love, it's not mm-hmm. going to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. If you're really working towards your dream, it's not going to be easy. You're not doing it for the money, but hopefully right. you will turn it into something later, of course, because you do need yeah. to make money. Like we need to survive, Absolutely. but um, right. it's a, it's a very romantic notion. It's a very mm. um, noble um way of life i think this this idea of the starving artist it means you are putting all of your energy into into creating into you know yeah. giving putting beauty into the world where uh, even if you're not getting anything back so yeah that's interesting i wonder if that's a cultural thing too if it's really only romantic so. here probably here in u.s culture it's maybe the only place where it's so romantic this idea right and we're not we're not literally just talking about artists right of course exactly. i think that's what we've just made clear we're talking about anyone who is able to sacrifice kind of the the 
pleasures of making a lot of money, right? The, you know, the nice car, the nice house. Instead, you're, you're dedicating yourself to your talents. So you guys, you could easily work this in right away in speaking part one. If the examiner asks you about where you're living now or what kind of house mm. or apartment you're living in now, you could say, honestly, I'm pretty much living the life of a starving artist. I'm just mm-hmm. studying to improve my English and working towards my goals. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's how I would describe my life right now. Like that would really <laughs> impress the examiner if you said oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I like that one. I like that. Cool. So let's, let's recap these idioms, Jessica, so that our listeners know which ones they can use when it comes to that question, that dreaded question about <laughs> museums and art. Oh my gosh. I know. I so love the first these questions. Was, I love these. Okay. So yeah, no, this could be fun. It doesn't have to be so scary. Exactly. Right? Just go to a museum. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. so work of art is used to describe anything you think is art, right? Could yeah, be book, and- music, painting, what have you. Exactly. And the next one was beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So beauty is subjective. It depends on the person looking at the thing. Exactly. It could be beautiful to one person and not so beautiful to someone else. And it's, it's honestly more, more interesting if it's not beautiful to everyone else. You know, like totally. why do you think it's beautiful? That's interesting to think about and to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. and then the next one, paint a picture with words. So if you're mm-hmm. describing a poem, a book, a newspaper, anything you read that, um, is so clear and, and, uh, precise that it, it, pay, it gives you a picture in your mind of what the author is saying. So paint a picture with words. It's really good. Ooh, I like that. And the next one was a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Mm -hmm. This idea that it's easy. You can describe, you can replace a thousand words by just showing one photo. And that's so true, right? In a picture, if it's a photo Mm -hmm. of a person, we can see someone's emotions and it's right there. We know instantly what's going on. Exactly. And and there are questions sometimes in speaking part one, like I said, about photography. So this is the perfect Mm -hmm. idiom to memorize in that case. Um, And then the last one is this idea of a starving artist, a person who... Um, is making almost no money, living a very simple life in order to follow their dreams. So again, very like cool. it's in Western culture, you know, like North America, England, uh, probably most English speaking countries. And then I'm thinking yeah. Latin American culture also. Um, mm. I think any culture that has a history of valuing art is gonna, yeah. is gonna have this idea. Um, whereas in some cultures, some Middle Eastern cultures, for example, um, certain images are not allowed or imagery isn't always encouraged. So this idea wouldn't mm. exist there. But I think in a lot of cultures, the idea of a starving artist does exist. Interesting. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. So guys, don't be afraid of these questions. Go to a museum as part of your IELTS preparation. Yes. Come back to our blog and let us know how your experience was yeah. and practice by using one of these idioms totally. in your description of your day at the museum. We want to know how it goes. Yeah, that would good be idea. Fun. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. This is fun. Yeah, it was a long one, but it was great. It was good. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Have a good day. All right, cool. Thanks, Jessica. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.